Hi, I'm Jane. And I'm Hugh. And you are listening to That'll Teach You. So, hi Jane. Hi Hugh, how are you doing? I'm great, we're back to school. Well, we just had our first day. I don't know when this episode's going to come out, but we just had, well, that's not our first day, but we were in school for um, a good bit today doing work. Yeah, um, met some actual children. Yeah, met some children. Met a lot of actually our children that we're going to have next year. But anyway, forget those children, Jane. <laughs> we've those got pesky a, children. We've got a guest. We do have a guest. We are absolutely thrilled to be joined by Molly. So this is Irish with Molly on Instagram. Hi, Molly. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, how's it going? Delighted to be here. Thank you for having me. Do you know, I feel a little bit overwhelmed because... I've followed you on Instagram for a while and you do such exemplary work promoting like a positive attitude towards Irish. So I feel a little bit um, like a little bit starstruck. So <laughs> oh yeah, before Thanks we so came much. on, she was she was going through her Tishel Ginnaduk, you know, <laughs> making sure she knew all her Ferenc Ginnuk, Gagasbanninch Ginnuk, you know, all that really, yeah. really important You know, I'm going to test you. Of keeping oh, the language alive. for a little test. <laughs> yeah. I'm only joking. Um, so Molly, will you um, maybe introduce yourself a little bit? Tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure, yes. Yeah. So I'm from Dublin and I've been teaching about 10 years. But the thing is, I've never actually taught in the Irish classroom. And I think that might be what's working. Um, but anyway. <laughs> uh, I... Oh God, that's, that's troubling. <laughs> I, I mean that I... Mean that I I've kind of been thinking about Anguilga in a very different way, but we'll get around to that. Mm-hmm. And I think the distance has been good or using like, you mm-hmm. know, things that you can apply from teaching other languages and learning other languages into Irish and it's teaching and learning. But yeah, so I never thought I'd become a teacher, to be honest. I did the CELTA Cambridge course after my degree. I studied English in Trinity. And then I thought it'll be great to travel and stuff and maybe It'll be good just for grammar and syntax and writing because I love writing. But then I just, as soon as I got into the classroom, I loved it. I absolutely love, you know, the, just the thrill of the rapport and Mm. those aha moments and those really just the kind of energy that comes from teaching. So I've been traveling and teaching for about 10 years. I started teaching Irish, yeah, maybe like seven or eight years ago. I was teaching on a platform called italki. And they aim to teach every language in the world. So they're great at kind of fostering minority languages and vulnerable languages and endangered languages. And they asked me if I could teach Irish. And I was like, who wants to learn Irish, you know? (laughs) But yeah, I mean, you wouldn't believe there are so many people who want to learn Irish all over the world, like emotional about learning Irish, bursting into tears in the first class, you know, or even saying, you know, they've been studying for years, they're quite fluent mm. and have great conversational skills. And yet, some of them would say to me, Molly, this is my first conversation in Irish with mm. another person. Wow. And I'd be like, oh my God, you know? So it's been a crazy journey. Last year, I set up Irish with Molly on Instagram and TikTok, and I created courses for beginners and intermediate learners. And I do webinars and it's flying. It's really fun to see, you know, people connecting with the content and kind of seeing Irish in a different way or realizing that the way we're speaking English in Ireland is so deeply connected to the language and even people who think oh I haven't a word of Irish or you know my Irish wouldn't be great or it's a very difficult language people think it's really not you know I think there's a lot of 
demystifying it that needs to happen mm. and also realizing that we're kind of speaking Irish already just using English words. That's so fascinating and one of the things you know that really jumped out at me um, in regards to your Instagram is that you you every post that you do it's so modern like I feel like when we were in school when you were learning Irish a lot of it was you know through really old Irish poems and like so grammar focused and we will come back to grammar later but yeah I just feel like you you really modernized teaching Irish and even like I saw something recently on your Instagram that was um you have a little post on affirmations in Irish which I just think is so so lovely like well-being and affirmations are such a huge part of our culture now and you know like being able to integrate Irish into this I think you know for for young learners and for for adults like I think that's absolutely yeah. amazing so no so so thank you to um, the work that you're doing and I think it is really important work. Thank you. Yeah, I think just like that. I mean, when we think back to Irish we learned at school, some people have positive memories and experiences and a lot of people don't. But what do we all remember from school? Things like on will Ciadgum Dolgion Lehris, can I go to the toilet? And why do we remember it? Because it was kind of high stakes. It was like, I need to go to the toilet, <laughs> I need to get this phrase out. And repetition. You had to say it at least mm. once a day. And I look back to like even Spanish classes in secondary school. And my teacher wasn't the best teacher, but we did do the Hail Mary in Spanish every single class. So I know it. I still know it perfectly off by heart. So I think there's a lot of these kind of techniques and devices that we can integrate into the classroom. Like my first teaching job was in the Basque country. And I had this amazing director who said, here are seven questions. You encourage the children to ask each other at the beginning of every lesson and they have to walk around and mingle and chat to a different person for every question and you as the teacher shout out you know okay number one or number two and they're just simple things like what's your name where are you from what good thing happened today what are you grateful for and it's a way of like building healthy habits not only in the target language but just a way for them to kind of mingle as a class and get settled and get into that frame of mind you know, so I think these kind of things, like you say, affirmations, can be a really fresh and useful and really effective way to bring more Irish into the classroom. Mm. And, you know, I, I feel like already I'm like, that's a great idea. Like, I'm definitely going to be doing, like, you know, we, we do a lot of <laughs> phrases in, in the Irish classroom. And, you know, often these are phrases, like everyday phrases that you would use, even just like to ask each other about families or home or, you know, your your pastimes or whatever is going on. But I think that's actually something like that, like having the questions numbered and, you know, being able to fill out maybe like a questionnaire about, you know, your peers and your classmates and something that involves, you know, moving around the classroom. Such huge part of, of learning. Um, so no, already I'm like, that's a great idea. I'm definitely going to do that in my classroom <laughs> in the first week. <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah. But yeah, because I suppose the thing that we're always talking about is and it's funny i i find you go to a lot of different schools and they'll say oh no the attitude toward irish is great in our school and then you get in and you're like mm, is it you know like or do, do all the kids love irish as much as you say but that's what it's about and we were talking about this today in school about the idea of so much of it comes from parents first of all parents who are not good at irish or not confident in irish or didn't enjoy irish and the children, whether they've said it or not at home, the children pick up on that, obviously, and then take that into school with them. Mm. And that just that idea that Irish is hard, Irish is less fun. Irish, And I suppose what we're trying to do teaching young children is 
yeah, get it into that idea of Irish can be fun, you know, and say, and we did same with maths, you know, it's the same sort of thing. People have a hang up over maths sometimes, but we're saying, well, no, because look at how you can apply it to this game or look at how you can apply it to this real life issue. So, I mean, I suppose that's where we're looking to come from with children. Now you're working at the moment, you were primarily with adults. Is that correct? Yeah. So I've taught a lot of kids, teenagers and adults in my teaching career, but mm. mostly teaching kids English. So okay. I'm an English teacher and an Irish teacher uh, and a Zumba teacher. So I think movement is a great thing (laughs) for languages. But um, yeah, exactly. Primarily with adults now. And I've actually taught a lot of the elderly. I sailed around the world on this peace boat, it's called. And I thought it would be like a university at sea. But everyone was like in their 70s or 80s. And they just wanted to be Irish dancing and speaking Irish. So that was fun. But I think... Molly, Molly, I I hate to be the one to tell you this, but I think you were part of a cult. (laughs) Yeah. I I think that's what that was. (laughs) Yeah. I agree. I was like, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. And everyone on the boat was like, oh, this is my 18th voyage. I haven't got off the boat <laughs> since 1990. <laughs> but um, I tell you, if I've learned one thing, it's that old Americans love cruises. You know? <laughs> but um, yeah, so I'm teaching a lot of adults, but actually a lot of families around the world. So people whose kids are Irish, but growing up in the States or Hong Kong or Kenya, mm. and they want to learn Irish. So they're learning as a family and they're doing the quizzes. And what I find is they're really passionate. And like you say, it could be because the parents are there going, oh, we love Ireland, we miss home. Um, I remember my school days, let's learn Irish. Oh, here's someone online teaching Irish. So it's kind of a a good mix, yeah. Yeah, I suppose, and the interesting thing, I suppose that you've said there is, your students choose to learn Irish. Whereas, unfortunately, most of our students don't choose to learn Irish. They they are told that they're going to learn Irish. And I suppose what we're what we're coming to you for is ways in which that you can, you know, you can make it more attractive, I suppose, to learn Irish. And that it's not seen as because unfortunately when anything is seen as compulsory, it can be it can become more daunting. Now the fact is most kids don't worry about the fact that art is compulsory or that PE is compulsory, you know, or even history or science. But suddenly there's something about the fact of, oh, we're forced to do Irish, you know? True. And so I appreciate, as you say, you haven't taught in the Irish system, but do you think there are ways that we could improve early learning of Irish to help that, to help get past that that um, attitude, I suppose? Yeah, definitely. And I think it's a great point, you know, that naturally maybe people have this resentment. And I think there are ways to kind of nurture pride in the language. Mm. If you can get into folklore and mythology, if you can look at etymology, I think kids love the stories behind the language and nurture a sense of pleasure and playfulness and relevance. I think in primary school, this might be a bit easier since it's not all about learning how to write an essay in Irish or yeah. you know learn this old poem that no one cares about. Secondary school probably is a lot more challenging But at the end of the day, it's a bit like life and hard times. You have to do it anyway, so you might as well make the most of it. You know, people are there for five lessons a week or four lessons a week or whatever it is. So to bring in elements of learning other stuff through the Irish language so that they want to come and they love the association of it with other things, you know, with games, with Mm. even being competitive, even mindfulness or breathwork or different things that... They might say, I love this thing we do in Irish class that is different to all the other classes or, you know, that it makes it more special and more meaningful because what connects a lot of my students with Irish is heritage and identity. And kids growing up in Ireland 
already have that and in a way take it for granted. They're not really connecting the language with where they live, the history of the land, the landscape. And yet people who leave Ireland get that, you know, nearly instantly. A lot of my students are people who've emigrated to Australia or Singapore or wherever. And they're saying, I never thought I'd actually get a new resurged interest in Irish. Mm. And yet it happens. You just like, you know, you start traveling and you see people Irish dancing on tables and you're like, this doesn't really happen in Ireland that much. Like, yeah. <laughs> And then people have such unre- unrealistic expectations about what life in Ireland is like. True. It's funny what you say about though, the, um, you know, making the lessons fun and, and allowing them to realize that they can have fun with it because yeah, and that's so much of what we do. And even I've had children say to me, oh, that was a lesson, you know? And you're like, yes, I got you. I've you been know? tricking you. I've been teaching you and you haven't even realized. But one thing <laughs> when I'm, when I'm feeling more negative, sometimes I feel like they never give me the credit for the fun part of the Irish lessons, you know, as in like, <laughs> let's say we spend 25 minutes on one day doing Irish and then we'll play a game do some art, learn a song, and they're having a great time. And then in the last five minutes, you know, we'll we'll pick an irregular verb just so we know what's going on. And suddenly it's like, oh, I hate Irish. It's so boring. <laughs> and you're like, you have been doing Irish for ages. Having the best time, you know? Yeah. So, and again, it's just, but it, it's terrible to see that attitude in such small children, you know? And it's nearly, I guess, the real thing is, and we're both teaching sixth class this year, so 11, 12-year-olds, who might have been absolutely... And sorry, I should say some of them do really enjoy Irish. But it's almost like they get to a certain age and then they start hearing children older than them and teenagers tell, telling them that Irish isn't fun. And therefore they think, okay, I better I better follow that line. I'm following you know? line here, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's such a shame, you know? It is. Because even you talk about the, the history of it, like one thing we're going to do now this year in my class is, you know, just do a little bit of work with Shannockle, you know, with so proverbs. And again, because proverbs in Irish are absolutely gas, you know. They're, and yeah, like, they're, they're so much fun. Yeah, like they're, they're mental. They're, though, you know, how do you actually translate them? Like, like you're like, where, do you, where does this come like, from? So for people who, who maybe don't have a great deal of Gaelga who are listening, like, you know, there's a proverb in English, it takes one to know one. But in Irish, it's Atni and Kiro, Kiro Ella, which means one beetle recognises another beetle. <laughs> like, yeah. how did the ancient Irish people decide that's how they were going to do it? But that gives you such scope for, well, draw me a poster about that. And you could have two beetles walking into each other, you know, or something like that. So I that's think you're right yeah. that we need to use that history there. Or there's another one, which is, I think it's the Irish version of there's more than one way to skin a cat. And I can't remember what it is, but it's to do with covering a pig with butter. Is it? <laughs> I think possibly. And like, what an amazing, what an amazing language, you know, that can do that. True. And I love also the curses, you know, and insults in Irish. And they're brilliant. Not that you want to be teaching them to young kids. Yeah, I probably But there's not, certain yeah. ones, you know, like may the devil make a ladder with your back and pick apples from hell. Like all these very <laughs> colourful. Yeah. Very brutal insults. Um, do, do you know what, Molly? I, I'm I'm absolutely going to teach them those because that'll make me a cool <laughs> Irish teacher, yeah. you know? This is it. But yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it is about normalising mistake-making even so that people come into school and the first thing they hear is like, Majinwa, good morning, Kunasatashiv, how are you doing? So even if it's just very little, that it's still part of the atmosphere of the school. 
yeah. and people aren't afraid to use what they have. And that's exactly it. It's the fear. It's the fear of being wrong, which again doesn't apply in all these other subjects. You know, there's a fear of saying something wrong in Irish, and and of course I'd always say to them like, look, I I don't. And loads of times they'll ask me what's a word, and I say I don't know. Go, go and look it up, find it out, you know, I don't know what yeah. it is. Or, or I'll guess, you know, like someone said, oh, what's smuggling? And I was like, egg smuggliacht? I was like, <laughs> probably, <Yeah. laughs> you know? Like, what? or one of the girls even asked me, she said, what's monkey? And I said, it's monkey. And then she said, what's funky? I was like, I'm going to guess it's funky, <laughs> you know? So, like, you know, add on, add on an AI fodder instead of a Y and we're laughing, yeah. you know? Throw in a few words of Berla as well, and that's fine too, you know, because... Yeah. It's just about it's about having fun with it as well. So yeah, that's what we're always trying to get to, but it's it's a challenge, you know. Exactly. I think people have a concept of learning a language as if it has to be to fluency. Mm. No, you don't need every single word under your belt, you know, you can just have fun with it. Like what are you using it for? With your friends exactly. or writing a letter? Just drop a few words in here and there, which can be so beautiful. But yeah, I get you. That's lovely to hear. And I think there is this kind of mindset that if you're really open about it and really fresh, you're absorbing so much more. You're able to go, mm. it's, it's not a scary thing. But it does yeah. take some time and practice and consistency to even develop that mindset. And the, the really upsetting thing is, like, that comes from a school, <laughs> you yeah, know? Like, know. that's where that block comes from. Like, there's, you know, and, and obviously, you know, you have the, the, the relationship with, you know, what parents are saying about their education. And to be fair, like, when we were in school, no no disrespect to my teachers, but or my primary school teachers, but, you know, Irish was taught a certain way. And, you know, education now, primary school now, is so, so different to what primary school was like you know, 20 years ago, like such, such a different place and um, like so much more positive and fun. And, you know, there's a, a huge, I don't know, just like a lot more respect for, for learning. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe that was just my primary school education. <laughs> um, but no, it is, it, it's just a much happier place to be, you know, and it's just, yeah, I suppose it's just hard as educators to break down that barrier. I feel like this podcast is us telling Molly about the bits of our job we find hard and expecting you to <laughs> yeah, solve like them what, for us. Molly, Molly, what can we do yeah. to make our lives so, easier? <laughs> so I've got another one for you right now, okay? The poor kids, you know, they've learned the different words. They know that that's a durus. They know that that's a fwinyog. And then I will unthinkingly say, call will on inyog. And they'll say, what do you mean? Inyog. I thought it was Fuinyo. And I'm like, no, it is. And but there's a hate and like, but it doesn't matter. Like, don't worry about it. Like, and yet then they think, oh God, you know, it's more complicated than I thought, mm. you know? And I think that's a real problem there. And it is part of the language, and that's fine. And and if you've if you've grown up speaking some of it, you know that you say Irihan Lay and you know that you say on Inyok, but but yeah, for a child, they suddenly think, hang on, what? You know? And I think that's intimidating for them. I think that's so true. You know, people even like my mom was a primary school teacher and I think she said she didn't really know about masculine and feminine nouns until she was in her 40s. Mm. Yeah. After she'd been through teacher training college, you know, and yeah. great whale gore. Like she was fluent in Irish, but she was like, hang on, why? How does that work? You know? Yeah. And that's mad. But um, like that, I think... A lot of us, maybe the teachers thought, oh, can't get into that. They won't mm. like the Shevu and the Uru. They won't like the Mokanilak, etc. But I think in my courses, I lay out like the seven features of the language, including broad and slender vowels, masculine, feminine nouns, the Shevu, the Uru, etc. And people go, oh my God, why didn't I learn this at school? Mm. I, it's clicking. 
Because on Duolingo, they don't explain this. On Rosetta Stone, they don't explain this, etc. But they want to know in a way when it's gamified. Imagine you go, okay, this side of the room is slender vowels, I and E. This side of the room is A, O and U. And they're written on the wall. So you have to run from one side to the other. So if I say Durus, the last vowel is... And everyone runs to the broad side. It's A. I'm this doing is this. Great. <laughs> I'm going to so do this like, next week. It's broad. And broad is masculine. If broad ending words like thurus, and then you're like kishten, kitchen, and that's slender ending. So they run to the slender wall and they're all shouting, paninchkanok, feminine. You know, <laughs> generally slender ending words are feminine. Generally broad ending words. Now, fwinyog, unfortunately, ends with yeah. EOG. <laughs> EOG, yeah. Sounds like og. Also brogue, but that's just a little exception. Like brogue, shoe is also feminine, despite ending with a broad. And then with the inyog issue, with that whole fiasco with the shavu, you can think feminine nouns, take a shavu, because shave means smooth. It sounds smooth. And kids love music and the sound of things. So this feminine softness, this beautiful quality of softness and smoothness enters into the feminine words, not the masculine. They might get a T-dash, T for testosterone, like on tool, the apple. You know, on Tarasan, the apartment. But they won't get a shavu because they're not soft. They're very broad and big and masculine, but they're not soft. They don't have that lovely quality like the feminine ones. Oh, then we're, now we're running into a whole issue of gender norms though, Molly, you know? It's funny, <laughs> I, actually, I actually deliberately tried to rile up my class last year. I teach girls and told them about, again, one of the very old fashioned things about the Irish language. I was like, basically any, any word that means a job is masculine, you know, because guess jobs weren't for women, you know, so, and they were like, <laughs> yeah. oh my God, that is ridiculous. And I was like, it is. And now let's learn all those words. <laughs> yeah, but that's great because they'll remember that, you know, that's yeah. so funny and weird and like, really? Why? Why yeah. was that a thing? Mm. But it's great. Very handy. A bit like how all the countries are feminine. Most of them. Yeah. When I was going through school and when I was finishing school, I remember having this discussion with someone how and I should say, I'm, I'm very proud. I do have a lot of pride in the Irish language and proud of Ireland as well. And I think it's, it's great that it, it is officially, you know, a first language of, of the country. But I think teaching it as if, it's a fir- as if it's everyone's first language is where some of the problems arose. And in the same way that you teach English, you very quickly start looking at poetry and start looking at literature and things like that. And I feel there was a real approach, certainly when I was in school, that... Yeah, again, as, as Jane said at the start, like you'd, you'd try and read Anton, you know, or Toriak, Zermodogus, Grania, you know, and these, like literature, you're delving into literature when you don't know the words yet, when you can't speak it out loud, you know? Mm. And, yeah. But then I suppose you, if you say, if you say like we should teach it like a foreign language, you know, it's not a foreign language, it is our language, but I think we have to approach it understanding that people don't speak it growing up. Most people, some do, and I think that's absolutely amazing. I love mm. hearing parents talking to their kids in Irish, you know, I think oh, it's fabulous. So great. But, but I completely agree. I think it needs to be made more accessible. Mm. So I think using a lot more translation would be mm-hmm. effective, mm. even though it seems like, is that a step back, you know, using more English? But I don't agree. I think we need to make it really open and accessible to everyone because a lot of content in Ireland is like only for Gwailgori, only for Irish speakers. Yeah. There's not really enough, I don't think, of, for learners or for people who just have an interest in Irish or want to see the words beside each other to look at more bilingual material. Like you see sometimes a poster and it says uh, walking tours in Irish, um, talking about this interesting thing, but it's all in Irish. Mm. And you think the people who really want to avail of this opportunity and learn more Irish don't even know what this poster says. 
Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But even when you're when you're training, so I retrained as a teacher a few years back and I remember when when you're on placement and when you get an inspection in for your for a Guelga lesson and the how it's set up is that you are not meant to speak a single word of English during your Guelga lesson. And I was inspected on the Guelga lesson teaching senior infants, it's teaching five or six year olds, you know. Now I can tell you every other Irish lesson I taught when there wasn't an inspector in the room, there was plenty of English words slipping out every now and then. And do you know, it was actually very good and it was a good challenge to set yourself because then you're using lots of pictures and you're pointing at things and you're gesturing and all that. And But the, the inspector said to me afterwards, she said, that was great now, but I could tell you really wanted to say some English words in there, didn't you? I, was like, yeah, I really did. I really did, you know? But I think it's, you know, again, there's that balance because I think people should try, and certainly my plan for Irish this year, you know, is that every morning is going to start with a little bit of casual Irish chat, you know, and then later in the day, maybe we'll have a little look if we need to do some written work or we need to do some grammar or whatever. But again, it's just that more, you know, you know, Katarina to our matching, you know, or, you know, Conus a Honig to our skull, you know, so just simple stuff that they know and they know Honig and they know Huig and they know Four and they know all these, all these past tense. Unfortunately, the ones they all know are the present or the, are the irregular ones and therefore they change when we push them into a different tense. But yeah, I think it's just, as you say, just, just get it with that. If, if we start in a positive way, then hopefully they will, they will follow, you know. But that's like every area of totally. teaching though. Like that's it in a nutshell. Like you can't go into an art lesson or you can't go into a music lesson just being like, oh, like, I, I hate art. Like imagine if you were doing that in the classroom. So, you know, it's like that fake it till you make it. Yeah. You know, you just have to go in. And, and I think, you know, as we've said, like oral language, you know, is such a huge asset and you know that's really where we need to be focusing a lot of our energy because and obviously reading and writing is very important too but you know you have to promote that positive attitude towards like making mistakes and i just i just had a great thought which is as well as doing the shanuckle posters why don't we get them to come up with phrases like fake it till you make it translate them into irish and make posters yeah. too, you know? absolutely unfortunately right i don't idea. know what fake make up it their is, own shanuckle something a goodie jamie too you know so, yeah sure yeah oh well, listen molly i mean i don't know whether this has been a therapy session for us yeah. more than more than anything but you've i feel you, you just listening to this has made me feel more positive about things and i think people do need oh, to good yeah take that positivity that you're bringing on board and i suppose it is lovely to hear but as you say, there are so many people out there who want to learn Gwelga, who want to have an ability with this language that we were given, you know, that we, we got yeah. for free, kind of. So there is I, a, we, I think we need to recognise the value of it. Exactly. It blows my mind. You know, the appetite that's out there is insatiable. And yeah. it's brilliant to see and to feel. People are really, really excited. They want to learn songs in Irish, poetry in Irish. And I think... You know, since the Leaving Cert material, a lot of it is so irrelevant. Imagine we taught kids to be writing their own poems mm. and spend time on that and be creative themselves and really focus on what they like to do and what they want to do. I think it could really change. But there's a lot of scope, like you say, for bringing in different elements of music to the classroom mm. and just more positivity. And even like I was hearing about kids going on the intercom with a daily message in Irish, maybe an affirmation, oh, lovely, yeah. or they could say you know how's the weather they could just get on the intercom and like greet the school and say mm. whatever they want us <laughs> maybe not whatever no, they that's want lovely and that's such a well yeah maybe not everything they want god <laughs> <laughs> giving giving children the open mic um 
actually, well, I feel like that's a lot of teaching. We did have a question from a follower and I appreciate that, you know, you have taught the younger, the younger children and you have, you kind of gone through, um, you know, teaching teenagers and adults as well. But the question that we did, that we got on Instagram was, how would you teach verbs? orally in the first few weeks of school now this is something that Hugh and I can speak about as well and it's actually a very difficult one because I was thinking and I felt really I felt kind of bad passing it off to you because you do obviously need to start the year in Irish going through grammar but you also really need to balance that line as Hugh was saying you could have a 30 minute Irish lesson where you're playing games and you're learning songs and you're doing you know um, rhymes or you know whatever whatever like to make it as engaging as possible and then you're like right so we're going to learn this verb now and all of a sudden their attitudes change so I don't know do you have any ideas of 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 things that teachers can do to try make grammar or verb learning you know a little bit more engaging yeah I agree that a lot of it could be natural and they'll pick it up but at the same time there are some patterns in the language that are really satisfying and actually could be fun to learn as a simple verb practice so for example have groups of three and you ask the one in the middle anakatu did you see and the one on the right has to answer in the affirmative and the one on the left in the negative and they can confer together like oh that's uh the verb feck or the middle one has to say what verb it is so it's this kind of you know association with what it is and how do we answer it in the in the positive and the negative you could practice this even in english with games like the hot seat you know did you do your homework i did because we don't have yes or no in Irish, so you have to answer mm, with the verb. So to get them into this kind of quick fire game round of, you know, mm. um, and they have to do it as a team, so they're working together. So if they fail, it doesn't really matter. They're in a team, and if they win, even better. So I've seen even some things on YouTube of uh, teachers doing this, and the kids are so lit up. They're just like, eh, oh, that verb is, um, so that was tar, so that's uh, honig. And they're like, it makes the, kind of synapses in the brain and these neural pathways light up because it's yeah. more dopamine or it's more kind of... Oh, make anything competitive and kids just yeah, love it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But I think as well with something like that, if you brought in some sort of throwing activity or some sort of like yeah. tapping or body movement as well, so they could like have to touch their head if it's, you know... So like you could actually bring in elements of movement into it and, and mm. obviously if there's like the competition and movement as well, you know, it might make it more engaging. So that's actually already, I'm like, that's exactly what I'm going to be doing. Like, like hot pitting like something with hot potato yeah. herbs you know exactly and you just do it any lull in the classroom just throw a ball at someone and say you know er and then they'll be like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think the other thing I would say to teachers really don't be afraid to move away from books because my experience of books that are used in primary school is that an awful lot of them are absolutely terrible you know and it's so yeah. difficult teachers can we take like what is can someone let me know like what what is the situation with irish books because i've looked through all of the irish books for the senior end of the classroom and they're all and i don't know if we can curse they're all absolute shite like they are you know, like, i know what is going on publishers make a good irish book like make a good irish book sorry <laughs> I'll have to take the explicit button on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I, uh, yeah, that's it exactly. To lift the content out of the book and put it in a slideshow, you know, make it a, into a game, let them design their own materials, yeah. you know, things like posters with this is the beaver, yeah. this is the other. Oh. 
And there's a lot of pattern that is really beautiful in Irish and it's all about the flow and ease of speech. So for example, if you're teaching questions in the present and future tense, take an uru, that, who cares? They won't want to know that. But if you say, say am, which is the question marker, am, it's nasal, it needs an uru. That's why there's an uru. So they need a why, they need a reason. And me, your mouth is open. Me, ha 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 ha, you need a shavu. So it invites a fresh sound. You know what I mean? So there's a reason why it goes knee plus shavu, on plus uru. And people aren't really taught that. And simple things like that can make them, or dentals rules, mm. they all happen in the same part of the mouth. So that's why they break the rules because to introduce a shavu would impede flow of speech. So if they get used to more about how the mouth works and even the slender R, like these are fun kind of, Nearly yeah. choral I think, activities. I think that's really cool. And I think, yeah, trying to make the most of, of things that are hard about it. For example, I remember, you know, writing on Will on the board. And obviously on Will, it doesn't look like what you would expect Will to look like. And someone said that, oh, but why does it look like that? And I said, look, just remember, it's Bahafa Will, you know? And then they were like, what? And I was like, it's Bahafa Will. <laughs> and then they all thought this was gas. And they were like, oh, it's on Bahafa Will, you know? <laughs> But they remembered it then, you know, because they're like, bah, huh, fuh, uh, ill, you know, and so exactly. and that's like, hard, certainly, but then they'll remember it, you know. And look, I say the spelling isn't the most important thing to remember, but it's added an element of fun to that lesson, you know. Mm. Yeah, that's it. And people might think before he finishes, you know, this one, my brother got caught not doing dishes tonight. Nobody gets blueberry pie before he finishes for the uru. And then they, it kind of goes to their mind, these mnemonic devices. And if you have that on the wall... They will know it. You know, after a week, yeah. it'll just be with a picture of a blueberry pie. Everyone will know that. And also like the shavu. The shavu kind of confounds people. But when they realize it's only nine letters that take the shavu, that's it. Yeah. Only yeah. nine. Like that's nothing. And if they're looking at it on the board or on the wall every day, it'll become like second nature. So I think a lot of it is about normalizing, consistency, mm-hmm. doing it every day, making it, yeah, just part of how mm-hmm. you speak to them. Like, oh, bula boss, yeah. mahu, fair play to you. Yeah, mm. yeah. Molly, thanks so much. <laughs> this has been Thank great. you. I do. I feel, I feel everyone, everyone is feeling a bit happier about Gwelga now after listening <laughs> to this. We, we will, at some point, we will try and maybe have a couple of episodes Ask Gwelga and certainly ask, again, Ask Gwelga with the knowledge that there will be little English words dropping in and out and who knows, maybe every now and then, you know when you suddenly drop a French word when you're trying to speak Irish or Spanish <laughs> or something and you're like, oh, I guess that's in there too. But uh, yeah, so you never know. We might get you back for one of those. Oh, we could have a bit of fun. I love that. We could play some Irish games on the podcast. We could sing some yeah. Irish songs. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> sing we could do a shanokal off. Yeah, we could. Yeah. How many pigs can you butter? <laughs> <laughs> it is great to have someone on who just has a real passion for a subject, I suppose, because I think as primary teachers, we teach an awful lot of subjects. We teach, you know, 11 subjects and, and arguably some more maybe as well, if you look at various aspects of well-being and mental health and all these sorts of things. But... We'll all have our passions in our different areas, but it is lovely to, to talk to someone who has, has I guess, a, a passion and an affinity for and, uh, yeah, just a real love of Irish and an enthusiasm for it, as I hope we do as well. But but it's nice to get yeah. a different perspective. And I think it's really helpful, actually, to get a perspective from someone who's outside the system that we're in as well, you know, mm-hmm. because I think that's the only way that you're actually going to think about other ideas, you know, and, and think, have you thought about this? And maybe you just haven't thought about it before. So hopefully our listeners have, have got some ideas from you today. 
I definitely have got loads of ideas. I'm actually, when I'm listening back to this edit, I'm going to have a little notebook of things I can do in the classroom, <laughs> especially in that first week. And yeah, just to, to encourage a positive attitude towards Irish, because that's literally what it's all about. You know? Exactly. Yeah. It's all mindset. Yeah. So you can follow Molly at Irish with Molly. And perhaps there are people listening. I know there are people listening in other countries who maybe don't speak Gaelga or don't speak Gaelga yet. And you might want to get in touch with Molly and sign up for one of her courses and start learning Irish. It certainly sounds like an awful lot of fun. Or even if you do know Irish, I'm sure that uh, you, I'm sure that there's courses for people who already speak Irish as well, who are looking to improve things and have a bit of fun with it and engage with the language even more. And if you do speak Irish, you should also definitely follow Irish with Molly because there are just so many posts there that I've learned so much, just like, as I said, like those little affirmations and that, those nice phrases that you might not have heard in quite a long time. So, so at teachers, make sure you follow Irish with Molly so that you get some more things that you can bring into your classroom. <laughs> Thanks a million, you two. No. no, thank you. Really appreciate the time today. Sure, my Gokden, I suppose, for listening to the podcast, and we hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have. Uh, please do follow and subscribe to That'll Teach You and follow us on uh, Instagram at That'll Teach You Podcast. We've got lots of episodes out. This is part of our back to school series to really set you up for the new year if you're a teacher. And if you're not a teacher, we hope you're enjoying it and getting a lot out of the podcast too. So you can find us and rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. So Molly, thanks so much. Thank you, guys. I've loved it. Thank and we'll you. see you all again soon. Bye. Bye. Slon. Oh, oh. oh Slon! Why did we not say Slon? <laughs> Such terrible teachers. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>